Hello and welcome to episode one of the Vera Shafiq podcast, real and relevant discussions on business, marketing, technology, and digital. It's Monday, the 7th of January, 2019. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. So yes, this is my very first podcast, and I'm not going to lie, I'm a little nervous. Not sure why, because growing up, everyone knew me as a chatterbox who wouldn't stop talking and loved the sound of my home voice. Go figure. Anyway, since this is my first podcast, you might be interested in learning a bit more about my backstory. I'm from London, England, but have been living and working in Tampa, Florida for about 23 years. Digital marketing has been my core focus since around 2002, and I'm very much immersed in the spaces of technology and digital transformation, as well as doing marketing the right way. To learn more, you can visit my website at virashafiq.com. So why did I decide to start my own podcast? Well, I myself am a podcast junkie and listen to at least one podcast a day. And let me tell you, I love the medium. I think it's going to grow in leaps and bounds over the next few years, and it's going to be a staple form of media consumption for many more people in the near future. I know there are millions of people that listen to podcasts daily now, and it's growing. Um, It's such a convenient way to absorb information get entertainment, learn new things. There's a podcast on everything these days, everything niche. Um, There's even one called The Pen Addict, which is for people who love pens. So if you're thinking about doing a podcast, I would highly recommend it. It's a great way to get your message out there and keep people engaged. Anyway, um, I listen to podcasts all over the place, in my car, in bed, in the kitchen while I'm cooking, in the gym, and I can't get enough of it. Some of my go-to podcasts to listen to are Six Pixels of Separation, Marketing Over Coffee, Echo Junction, The HBR Idea Cast, Inc. Uncensored, Social Pros, uh, Digiday Live, Masters of Scale, to name a few. So as you can see, I keep myself busy listening to podcasts uh, a lot. So if you're listening to this, chances are you're also a podcast junkie. And if not, it's just a matter of time before you get bitten by the bug. Trust me. In today's episode, I wanted to get some insights about Generation Z. Generation Z are people that were born um, in 1997 or after. So, um, you know, they're the up-and-coming generation. According to Forbes, they make up 25% of the U.S. population. That That makes them a larger cohort than the baby boomers or the millennials. This cohort doesn't know a world before mobile technology, and they've grown up with smartphones, social media, and apps. According to the World Economic Forum, they will globally outnumber millennials by next year, 2019, making up about 32% of planet Earth's inhabitants. Um, So, you know, Generation Z is the generation of the future, and as they start entering the workforce and having a greater influence on the complexion of business, technology, and consumerism, I think we as marketers need to pay uh, more and more attention to them. And, you know, just as we used to be obsessed with the millennials, I think Generation Z is now uh, a cohort that we need to pay attention to and understand and really get in their heads. So um, what else do we know about Generation Z based on research? Well, they tend to be less brand loyal than their millennial counterparts and spend a lot of time on social media and little to no time on TV. 
They also expect things to be delivered to them, so that's nothing uh, novel to them. And, and, you know, Amazon is just a, a daily kind of activity for them in, in terms of uh, purchasing, you know, consumer goods, etc. And I guess there's no surprises there. Uh, they also grew up learning to be frugal, perhaps due to the market crash and recession of 2008. So that was their time. And so, you know, as a result, they're more likely to earn money doing some kind of side hustle. They also tend to be more social justice oriented than their millennial counterparts. So that's another interesting facet to, to the Generation Z cohort. So I thought it would be interesting to go right to the horse's mouth and get the point of view of a real Gen Zer. And actually, all I had to do was look right under my nose and force, I mean, ask nicely, my son, Hisham, to do an interview with me. My son, he's um, 18 years old, born in 2000. And, um, you know, so... The rest of the podcast will be my interview with Hisham, just asking him a few prominent questions on his point of view. And of course, it's just one Gen Zer's point of view, so we're not going to be making business or marketing decisions on what he says, but you might be surprised by a couple of things he does say. So without further ado, here's the interview. Today, I have a special interview with none other than my son, Hisham Shafiq. He is a Gen Zer, and that's why I thought it would be good to ask him him a few questions regarding his preferences, what he likes, what he wants to do after he graduates, etc. Um, so, welcome to the podcast, Hisham. Hi, uh, thanks for having me. All right, so great. Um, if before we get started, if you wouldn't mind just giving us a short background about yourself, what you're doing now, um, what you plan on doing as a career. Okay, so I am 18 years old currently, and I'm studying at the University of Florida, and I'm a biomedical engineering major, um, so I hope to get into something in the medical field, maybe go to med school um, after I graduate, maybe just get a master's degree. Uh, I'm not sure yet, but that's pretty much where I am at. Awesome, awesome, that's great. Um, so just to get a little bit more information about, you know, your likes, your psyche, you know, the kinds of things that you do on a daily basis, what kind of social media networks do you use most? Okay, so I would say my top three social media networks would be um, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. And so I'll just like break down each one. So first, um, Instagram is more of just like, um, I like to see like what my friends are doing, what other people are doing with their lives. Um, kind of like when people go places, when they travel, they'll like post a picture of where they went, um, things like that. Um, and then Twitter is more, um, to me, it's more of a place where I find funny content where people post like, um, like comedy or they're like retweet something that's, um, I guess most of it's funny. Some of it's like political. Um, and there's a lot of like debates that go on on Twitter and people kind of try to like make fun of other people's political views a lot of the time. So mostly it's really uh, kind of like more of a joking social media platform. And then Snapchat is more of uh, where you like you can Snapchat your friends, say, hey, what are you doing? Do you want to hang out? Um, there's like Snapchat group chats where people will have uh, a group of friends and you can like send pictures of what you're doing and people are like, oh, like, do you want to hang out? Things like that. So they all serve like their own purpose. And I would say those are my top three. And then um, Facebook, I rarely use for like the uh, social media aspect that in college, uh, Facebook is really used for um, events and groups of like people and organizations. And it's more of like a 
platform to organize uh, like meetings, um, club meetings, things like that. So that's what I use Facebook for mainly. Right, right. Okay. So would you say Snapchat was your uh, the, the, the most common use of social media for you or is it evenly spread across those other three that you mentioned? I would say Snapchat's more of if I get a notification from someone that's messaging me, then I'll open it. But for just like leisure, I would say I go on Twitter the most just because that's like um, where the most content is like produced and tweeted. People are constantly retweeting stuff and um, just like posting things they find funny. Um, so I say that's like the most constant stream of media that I use. Great. Okay. So um, other than social media, what other content do you use your smartphone to consume? Okay. So um, I don't, I try to limit my phone use, but things that I do use a lot in college, I would say Venmo. Um, that's something that uh, is really kind of prominent in college when people are trying to like, if they go out or they're going out to eat or go out to a club or something like that, and they need to pay someone back, they'll just Venmo. Um, it's much easier and uh, it's kind of like a simple way to pay people back. So that's one thing I use. Um, I also use Robinhood because I just started um, an investment account and I use that sometimes just to look at how my stocks are doing. Um, that's pretty much the main things besides the social media. Um, obviously, I have like my grades app to check my grades, but um, right. those are the main ones I would say. Okay, awesome. And then... In terms of other devices, do you use any other devices for gaming or any other utilities that you might need? Um, well, I don't have a, or a TV at my dorm at UF, but I do have um, a Nintendo Switch, which is hooked up to my roommate's TV. Um, I also have a GameCube just like for a throwback games, so we use that sometimes. But other than the phone and um, computer... I don't use um, a lot of devices, and I guess on the computer, I would say that's mostly for work and um, doing classwork, things like that, and sometimes I'll watch like YouTube videos or Netflix, but that's pretty much what I use the computer for. Right, right. And then talking about TV, how much TV do you watch? Okay, so because I do not have a TV in college, I would say I rarely watch it. Um, maybe if my roommate turns on like a football game, then I'll watch a little bit of that if it was during football season. But most of the time, I would say less than 30 minutes to an hour a day, probably less than 20 minutes, honestly. Um, and then sometimes if I come home, I'll watch TV with my family just because um, that's what everyone does. But my TV consumption is really uh, low, I would say, comparatively to when I was younger. Right, right. Um, and then in terms of music, uh do you listen to a lot of music? And if you do, you know, where do you consume your music? Yeah, so I listen to um, a decent amount of music. Just like if I'm chilling out in my room, I'll play it. Or going to class, I'll have my headphones in, in my car, I'll always play music. Uh, I don't really listen to the radio, so that's um, why I probably listen to a lot of music. And I use Spotify to uh, like stream because I have my own playlist. Um, I know a lot of people use Apple Music also, but other than Spotify and Apple Music, uh, I really don't know, like... A lot of people that use any other sources. Um, SoundCloud is another one, but that's more of like a if you're trying to find like a mix or um, like a remix on a song that's not like published like widely, then you can go on SoundCloud because they have um, anyone can like put their own songs on there. But Spotify and uh, I'm, uh, Apple Music are the main ones that people use. Right, right. Okay, and then um, what about websites? Do you have a favorite website that you like to go on every now and then? Um. Well. Pretty much, I would say 
YouTube is just like a big one that I obviously go on just for because um, there's like so much information you can find. If you want to learn something, you can look it up. Um, I like to watch a lot of TED Talks. Um, other than that, I wouldn't say I really have a favorite website. I'm not like a big reader of news, so I don't really go on a lot of news websites. Um, so I guess, I mean, more recently I've been looking at some stuff on like Bloomberg, I guess, just for stocks, but um, that's really mo- pretty right. much it. Great. Okay. Um, and then what about brands? Do you have any favorite brands that you just love to buy from or just like, you you know, you have a specific loyalty to? Um, so I guess I go to the gym a lot. Um, that's like a once a day thing. So, um, I guess Nike would probably be one of my favorite brands for athletic wear, just cause they're always constantly uh, producing new stuff and like more innovative clothing and uh, footwear. I also like Under Armour a decent amount. Um, they've recently been coming out with some cool stuff that I, uh, like to buy other sportswear. I'd probably say Lululemon, that's more expensive, obviously, but I do. If I do have the money to buy that, I would uh, look into purchasing some stuff from there, just because the quality of it. Um, other than clothing wise, um, hmm. I mean, Forever Twenty One's another clothing brand that I mm-hmm. also like, just because of the uh, cheapness of what they have for like leisure clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say those are like top brands for clothing and other brands. I'm not, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a big Apple guy cause obviously all my computer and phone, I'm, uh, I use Apple cause I just feel like staying consistent over, uh, different platforms is more, uh, easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess those would be my favorite brands. All right. Okay. And then, um, talking about advertising or marketing, when you are consuming advertising messages from brands, uh, what resonates most with you? For example, do you like to hear messages from celebrities, influencers, or do you, what, where, what, where does the emotional connection come from in terms of um, marketing? Um, I would say mostly things that are funny, like I remember or like show to a friend, mm-hmm. um, or if it's like a really clean um, advertisement. So certain like companies will make like a really nice, like I guess Nike's really good at it. Um, they'll make like an Instagram post or something that I'll see on my feed that looks really nice. The, uh, the models, it like looks really athletic and all the clothes look perfectly fitting on him. And so that kind of entices me to want to like buy some of that. Cause it, I think that it'll make me look like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like things that are really like nicely, um, I guess clean is nicely the best way presented. to describe it. Yeah. yeah. And then another one's obviously uh, comedic posts. So like bird dogs is a example of a brand that like I'll go on their page sometimes and it'll be, just be like really weird, funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess those are two main things. If something looks really nice, like it's appealing to the eye, and if it's funny, right, right. Inherently what funny. about like a, the, the social aspect? Are you um, swayed by brands that have a social cause? Maybe they have some kind of charitable uh, angle to what they do. Is that is that something that would sway you to purchase a product? I mean, if I'm looking to buy something and then I see that maybe they are charitable, then maybe it'll sway me a little bit. But if I'm not like in the market to buying something from them anyway, then it's pretty much not going to have an effect on me. Even though like that is something good, I I can't really see myself being swayed to purchase something uh, based off that fact. Right, right, okay. Um, and then in terms of communicating with a brand, um, say for example, you wanted to ask a question about a product or com- complain about some customer service issues you had, etc. What is your method of choice to communicate with a brand? 
Um, if I had like a problem with a product that I ordered, then I mean, I'd probably just go straight to email and just uh, email out what my problem was and like how there can be a solution. Um, that would probably be the main. So if there was like a customer service phone number, then I would call that. But I would say those are the main two things I'd do. If I really want to get like the problem solved, uh, those are what I'd do. Right, right. So you wouldn't necessarily go on like Facebook Messenger or fa- their Facebook page and, and, and put a comment on there. It would be typically email that you would revert to. Yeah, because ultimately I just want the problem to be like solved. So I feel like the quickest way to do that is just to email or call because if I post it on their Facebook, then they're ultimately just going to be like, oh, email it us at this and we'll resolve it like thanks for uh, stating your problems so got it that's interesting okay um and then what were your last three purchases just interested to know what you're buying these days okay so i ordered um i had an amazon prime order two days ago um and that had three books on it just about um investing and uh like the real estate market, things like that. And then it also had some uh, like hair gel that I ordered. So that was two things that I ordered. And then before that was probably some clothes from Forever 21 a week or two ago. Um, yeah, so those are my last three purchases. All right, awesome. Got to keep looking good, right? <laughs> um, and then talk, talking about, I know you mentioned that you're not really 100% sure what profession you want to do. But, you know, in terms of your employer, eventually when you go out into the job market, what is your ideal employer? Just describe them. So um, since I'm biomedical engineering, uh, like that's my major right now, uh, I ultimately want to be able to produce and manufacture, like help manufacture um, like medical equipment uh, that like we'd be selling to like doctors and dentists, things like that. Um, so I guess an ideal employer would be someone that's like hiring me to make sure that like there's no problems with them, uh, with these equipments and maybe like innovate new ideas, like giving me the freedom to kind of have my own like creative thought and like maybe change something. So if it's like a company that's already producing, uh, dentist equipment, they could say, okay, we want to hire you to make this and maybe, uh, change anything you see wrong with our products. Like if you can improve them, then you have like the free will to do that, um, and then I guess ultimately, like, if I could have my own business, then I would want to, like, be my own boss because I guess freedom is the best option in, like, the uh, workforce for me. Like, or in my opinion, I want to be as free as I can to, like, do what I want. So I guess that would be my ideal uh, employer and, like, job. Right. And you talked about freedom. So is freedom of, like, where you work from, working remotely, remotely from home or hours, like, having to having the flexibility to maybe do whatever hours you wanted to work, you know, is that important to you? Um, not necessarily the, like the hours and location aspect, but more of the kind of creative process almost. So if they have me hired to do a certain job, I want it, I don't want it to be where they just tell me specifically what I need to do and I just do it. I want it to be like, this is what we want to achieve. Um, you can, if you have different ideas to, uh, get to this goal, then you can do that. But this is like the, this is what you, we want you to do. And you kind of have the free will to right. get there however you want. Got it. So like not micromanaging you, but just getting, leaving you to your own devices. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and then regarding electric cars. So this is something which, you know, the environment is, is, is something that people are talking about a lot. And, um, you know, electric cars, obviously Tesla is a company that's that's out there in the media quite a bit. Uh, would you, number one, would you purchase an electric car? Would it be a consideration for you? 
And if so, what would you be your primary reason for purchasing an electric car? So, yeah, actually, I was um, thinking about, like, what my ideal next car would be um, in the next few years or when I graduate from college, um, seeing that I have a gas car right now. And I was um, looking into maybe the uh, Tesla Model 3 because they came out with it uh, recently, and it's a decent amount cheaper than the uh, – the other one, I think it's the Model S. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about that. If obviously I had the like correct amount of money and the funds and all that, then I would uh, definitely look into that just because like I do want to help. Like I believe that like it is better for the environment and that like we should be limiting like carbon emissions and all that. And uh, also the fact that Tesla makes a great car and like their entire display system I really like and uh, how you can like update the car um constantly and you don't have to keep buying a new version because like the software is consistently being able to update so that's what i really like about tesla um and so yes okay great um and then finally just uh, on that same topic what are your thoughts on environmental protection you said that it is important to you um what what do you see in the next you know five to ten years um as being you know the developments as far as environmental protection is concerned so I mean, I've been hearing that um, they're going to start moving towards mandatory electric cars like in the future. Um, I think that's a good idea just because of the impact of carbon emissions. And I I do believe in climate change and uh, that we definitely need to uh, make changes in order to keep the environment protected and um, be be able to last uh, for years to come, not just like 100 years in the future. And then obviously the earth starts to degrade and all that. Um, I know that there's been like talk of, oh, is climate change real and all that? But I think at the end of the day, it's best to like be safe than sorry, ultimately. And if we can change to solar power, if we can change to electric cars, um, and it's not an extremely amount more or extremely more expensive than what we have right now, then there's really no reason why we shouldn't do that. Um, I think jobs can be transferred from sector to sector, and we're not going to have like a, a huge unemployment rate just because we're going to solar and electric and all that. So that's all what right. I think. Awesome. All right. Well, um, I'm going to draw this interview to a close. I appreciate your time, Hisham. Yep. And there you have it. There's There are some thoughts from a Gen Zer. He was born in the year 2000, so he's right on the cusp of Gen Z. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed those insights. Thanks a lot, everyone. Well, that's it for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did like what you heard, please subscribe to catch more episodes, and I'd really appreciate it if you left me a review and shared with your friends and colleagues. Visit my website at virashafiq.com, connect with me on LinkedIn, or send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time.